This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back. In the 2015 uh, federal election, which was, I guess, almost a year ago, uh, Jim Hillier, now the conservative candidate, uh, was elected in the riding of Medicine Hat, Cardston Warner, with 68.8% of the vote. Uh, tragically, shortly after the election, uh, Mr. Hillier passed away. Now, you know, and it's interesting because I'm, I'm sympathetic to the argument, like we saw in the case of Manmeet Buller. Uh, if, if an elected official dies, and especially so soon after an election, maybe the party should be able to appoint a successor. But nonetheless, the, the rule is that the, the seat is vacant and uh, a by-election must be held. And so a by-election has been called in the riding of Medicine Hat, Cardston Warner. Now, last week, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was in the riding, was in Medicine Hat for a rally drew 2,000 people, fairly significant crowd, I suppose. Uh, Just the fact that Justin Trudeau is there at all campaigning in this by-election, or today, uh, cabinet uh, heavy hitter Ralph Goodale is in the riding campaigning for the Liberals. The Liberals have uh, a well-known local businessman as their candidate. And I think the fact that you're seeing the prime minister and others from cabinet campaigning in the riding suggests that they think anyway that they must have at least a shot at winning this by-election, which seems counterintuitive when you look at the last several elections going back to the Monty Solberg days. One election, Monty got almost 80% of the vote in this riding. How on earth do the liberals think uh, that they can come in and eke out a win? But by-elections are unpredictable. And there is still a bit of a honeymoon phase for the Trudeau Liberals. Whether that exists in rural Alberta is another question. But joining us for some thoughts on all this, please to welcome the program, Lauren Gunter, columnist for the Edmonton Sun and Sun Media, had an interesting piece over the weekend about the stakes in this by-election. Uh, Lauren, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Well, on the surface, I mean, it seems really odd. You look back at uh, even the last election and certainly elections before that, uh, over 60%, over 70% in some elections, Tories. So why, why do the Liberals think they've got a shot here? Well, I, I do think there's some uh, wishful thinking there, but I also think that they realize, look, if we lose, we lose. There's not much downside. We can send the prime minister. He's not going to look like a fool if we lose such a safe Tory riding. In fact, he probably looks a little bit bold and brave for having even tried. Uh, but if they do win, just imagine that. I mean, they, they want to foist the carbon tax on the country, and they can say, hey, even after we announced the carbon tax, in Madison Hat, Cardston Warner, as blue a riding as there is in Western Canada, they voted for our candidate. They yeah. voted for our carbon tax. And so the upside's really big for them. Well, it'd be huge. Absolutely. Now, um, what's interesting, when you look at Medicine Hat itself, I mean, you know, the NDP managed to make some inroads in in Medicine Hat in the last provincial election. Uh, You know, it's 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 an urban setting and, uh, you know, certainly parts of it lean left. But at the same time in this writing, you got a lot of rural Alberta uh, that doesn't typically go liberal. So what's more likely to carry the day here? Well, I think that the Tories are likely to win it. But you never know. So outside of the city of Manhattan, where I think actually the NDP win was a, a fluke, like it was in lots of places. I don't know what they want. 14 ridings in Calgary. I doubt very much they'll win more than one or two of them in the next election if they win that. Uh, but if you look at the Madison Hat Cardston uh, Warner uh, riding, uh, outside of the city of Madison Hat, uh, all of the provincial ridings that are covered by that federal riding. All of them went solidly to uh, Wild Rose. So, uh, you know, it's not even just 
a, a Tory riding. It's it's a, a blue Tory riding. There's no red Tories there. So my guess is that the numbers just don't work for the Liberals. But you know they're they're very happy with Sam Sakamoto, Sakamoto their candidate. He's very well known in Massachusetts, very well liked, uh, and probably better known than than the other candidates, uh, no matter what other parties there are. So. They look at that. They throw in some of their big organizers from the province and and from the federal offices. Uh, uh, they're going to get a big get out to vote. Uh, you know, I, they had a big rally. They, 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 yeah. You're talking about with Trudeau had two thousand people. Now, I have seen, I've been to federal nominating meetings for Reform, Canadian Alliance, uh, and Progressive Conservatives in that same area where there were five thousand people just for a nominating meeting. And not you know, with no celebrity PM dropping in, uh, so you got to think some of that. You know, some of that crowd last Thursday night in uh, in Maginot was celebrity curiosity. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it you know it, it, it does unsettle you a little bit if you don't like the Liberals to think that in some places solidly Tory, as solidly small C conservative as Maginot, they might actually have a chance of winning. Well, it's interesting I mean, right now. It's not a riding that. It's a writing that has gone liberal once before. It went liberal in 1968 when Justin's uh, father, uh, Pierre, came through and yep. during the Trudeau mania election and stole that seat. Right now, the conservatives, of course, I mean, they're going through a leadership race. Uh, and so I, and I think for the conservatives, it's kind of this, this soul-searching phase in, in who and what they want to be and still recovering from the election loss last year. So conservatives are pretty dispirited. How motivated are they going to be to go vote in a by-election that, that really, I mean, if they hold it, it's, it's kind of meaningless? Well, and that's another good point. I know, I, you know, I, I would say it's not meaningless anymore. I think they have to hold it in order for their caucus to be able to say in Ottawa that the carbon tax is unpopular, uh, even regionally, you know, even to be able to say, hey, it's unpopular in the West. Uh, you can't voice this on the energy producing provinces. Uh, so I, it's not meaningless anymore, but you, you bring up a good point. You know, by-elections typically have about half of the turnout, maybe sometimes even less than half the turnout of, uh, of a general election. And so here, are the Tories who don't have much of an organization, who, uh, as you said, are kind of dispirited nationally, uh, going up against the, the Liberals who are on a roll, and they bring in the PM, uh, you know, a glitzy PM, and, and so who knows? It is going to be an interesting by-election to win. I, this reminds me a bit of Brandon Suris. Um, I'm going to try to remember it was three or four years ago that there was a, uh, a by-election in Brandon Suris, and the Liberals nominated the son of the longtime Tory MP. And they were quite convinced they could win that. And that was another riding that almost never since Confederation had gone to uh, to the Liberals. And they came within a few hundred votes of winning. But in the end, they didn't win that one either. And I think that's what's going to happen here. You would think so. And I mean, getting back to the point that the PM, you know, takes the risk of appearing. I remember when Stephen Harper was prime minister, it seemed like something they were really concerned about, that if the prime minister uh, campaigned in a by-election and, and they lost, they, he seemed worried that, that he would wear that loss. But do you think just given the nature of, of this riding, that there's not really that risk that this would, would no. any lasting no, embarrassment for Trudeau? It's such a long shot for the liberals. They might as well roll the dice and, and see if, if they win. Because if, he, if they win with Trudeau visiting there, he looks like a genius. If they lose this riding, which you you know point out correctly, has 
voted more than 70% conservative in some elections. If they lose that, then they say, well, so what? You know, he went out, he tried his best. Nobody expects him to win anyway. It's not like he's got a black eye over any of this. You know, there, there were times when Monty Solberg was the uh, Reform and, and Canadian Alliance and then Tory uh, MP for this, this riding where uh, there, were, there were individual polls where not a single vote was cast against him. Yeah. I mean, that almost never happened. Now, they're tiny polls, right? There's, like a, there's a place in the, in the southeastern corner of that riding called 1-4, uh, which I think the poll actually has fewer than 40 voters. Yeah, sorry, fewer than 40 voters in it. But, uh, but still, you know, it's really odd that you would ever get any poll, even a tiny one, where there wasn't somebody voting for another party. But that's how blue this riding is. Well, it is interesting because, you know, provincially right now, uh, the idea of a carbon tax, I, I think, has become so politically toxic that if there were a provincial by-election, I, I think the NDP would, would really get spanked. But th- there still seems to be this uh, almost still a bit of a honeymoon phase for, for yep. Trudeau. And it, he doesn't seem to be wearing it to the same extent. No, and I, and I think he's, he's not particularly popular in Alberta. Nobody's surprised by that. But uh, nationally, I, like, I don't see the honeymoon with Trudeau running out before the next federal election is called. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it's interesting that way. The, uh, uh, I think the, the, the thing to remember about this riding, too, is that there, there's this tail uh, that comes out of Medicine Hat and runs all the way along the Alberta-Montana border over to the foothills by Cardston. And if you look simply at those polls, like, there, there are lots and lots and lots of polls in that strip. Yeah. Granted, again, not heavily populated, but they vote 80%, 85%. So even when Medicine Hat as a riding has federally has gone 70% Tory, that's because it's only going about 55 or 60% Tory in the city, and the rural areas are going 75, 80, 85% Tory. So the very fact that there's this long strip that runs all the way over through Tabor and Warner and Cardston uh, it makes me think it's going to be very, very difficult for the Liberals to win. But, you know, it's, it's as they say in sports, you know, that's why they play the games. Yeah, you exactly. never know when there's going to be an upset. Well, as you say, it shouldn't be interesting, but maybe it will be. I guess we'll see. Uh, people can uh, yeah. find your piece from the weekend uh, on this race at edmontonsun.com. Lauren, appreciate the time here today. Thanks for joining us. You bet, Rob. There you go, Lauren Gunter, columnist for the Edmonton Sun, Sun Media. His thoughts on this by-election and, and the stakes here. And maybe it'll be enough to motivate conservative voters. Just to think about what the liberals would do, that the kind of PR coup it would be if they could win a riding, not just in Alberta. Right? I mean, they, they broke through in Edmonton and Calgary in a few seats in the last election, but rural Alberta, right after they finished announcing you know, this, this new carbon tax plan, oh, I'm sure they would make great hay of it. And it probably is a low-risk strategy, because even though the prime minister flew out here and Ralph Goodale was here today, or in the riding, even if they lose, I think Lauren's right. I don't think that's really going to stick to them. I don't think people are going to raise and say, wow, wasn't that embarrassing that you went to, to Medicine Hat and you didn't win that by-election? But holy cow, if they can win it, wouldn't that be something? So, again, maybe that'll be enough to wake conservatives up and say, yeah, okay, fine, getting out and voting, electing another conservative doesn't change anything in Ottawa. Trudeau's still the prime minister. The liberals still have a majority. But if you're a conservative supporter, you really want to deny the liberals um, – that that gift of stealing a riding uh, in a quiet by-election in, in rural Alberta. So maybe there's some risk in the prime minister coming here, 
because it just reminds conservatives that, well, wait a sec, the liberals are trying to sneak in and steal this. Don't let it happen. All right, we got a lot more to get to on the program here today. First, though, now it is time for Great Ideas, brought to you by Park2Go Value Valet. No need to search for an empty parking spot with door-to-door drop-and-go valet service. Reserve and save at park2go.ca. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.